0: Welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. My name is Raj Persaud, and I'm a consultant psychiatrist based at the Bethlem Royal and Morsley Hospitals in South London. Joining us today is Celia Morgan, who, with the co-author of Valerie Curran, has published a fascinating paper entitled The Effects of Cannabidiol on schizophrenia-like symptoms in people who use cannabis. And this paper is published in the April edition of the British Journal of Psychiatry. Celia is a research clinical psychologist, research fellow, based at the Department of Clinical Psychopharmacology at University College London. Um, Celia, let me start by asking you, what is the interest um, in the
1: link between cannabis and psychosis? Well, recent studies um, seem to suggest a link between cannabis use and psychosis. Um, So some research has suggested that in a person who's ever used cannabis, their risk of psychosis has increased by 40%. In heavy users of the drug, this jumps to about 200%. Um, A recent meta-analysis also suggested out of people with a current diagnosis of schizophrenia, 14% of them would not have developed the disorder had they never smoked cannabis.
0: But it's controversial, isn't it? There are a lot of people who argue, who are in the field, that cannabis isn't as dangerous as some people are making out.
1: Indeed. I mean, when we look at the large numbers of people that take cannabis, estimated to be about 40 to 50% of young people, um, the majority of them don't develop a psychotic disorder. So we have to wonder, what are the reasons behind this? (laughs) And that, indeed, is the subject of our research. (laughs) And the other thing that's interesting about cannabis is that a lot of people think of
0: it as one one drug or one substance, but there are many different substances within the cannabis drug is normally taken.
1: Absolutely. Cannabis is actually composed of 60 uh, chemicals which are unique to the plant called cannabinoids. Um, The main ones of these that we're aware of um, are one called delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol or THC. And this is, um, when given to healthy volunteers, this causes an increase in anxiety and psychotic-like symptoms. And this is the active substance which drug users associate with the stoned feelings they get from cannabis. Another major constituent of cannabis is a compound called cannabidiol or CBD. In, in contrast to the acute effects of THC in healthy volunteers, uh, cannabidiol, um, a Brazilian group recently found, when given to healthy individuals, is actually anxiolytic, so it reduces anxiety. And it's also suggested it might have an- antipsychotic properties in addition to being neuroprotective. Now, your
0: study uh, was an exploration of the effects of cannabidiol. Talk us through the study, and in particular, you've
1: already mentioned some of the background, why in particular you were focusing on cannabidiol. Um, well, this is, as I just mentioned, um, because of recent research that suggested that cannabidiol may be both neuroprotective and have some antipsychotic properties. Drug users um, smoke a variety of strains of cannabis, and people tend to often go for one strain that they prefer. So, people prefer strains like skunk, which are of higher potency, or other people will tend to smoke lower potency strains of cannabis, like uh, resin or leaf cannabis. And the reason for the variance of potency in these changes is likely to be differences in THC content. A has suggested um, from seizures from the police that THC levels have been rising. Um, one study in America found that THC levels had risen threefold in the past ten years. But people have very li- little idea about what's happening to the CBD levels.
0: And by, by CBD, you're referring to cannabidiol? Yes, uh, yes. And the interesting cannabidiol is about the idea that it have actually paradoxically might have antipsychotic effects. Indeed. And this might explain this anecdotal finding that many people say they
1: start smoking cannabis after the beginning of psychotic symptoms and seem yeah. to get some kind of relief. Yeah, and indeed that could be to do with the CBD content. Users are often unaware of the CBD content because it doesn't have any psychotomimetic properties. It may account a little bit for the relaxing effects of cannabis, um, but it won't be immediately aware to the user. The, the levels of CBD in the compounds they're smoking. Um, so we hypothesized in our study that perhaps in users that are smoking strains of cannabis that have higher levels of CBD, the, this might protect them from some of the negative effects of THC. So this is fascinating.
0: Let's talk a bit about the study itself. Tell us about the actual study you did and, and what, what the methodology was.
1: Well, in order to look at the levels of cannabinoids in uh, and drug users, we um, took samples of their hair. So hair is Much like the rings of a tree, um, hair keeps a permanent record of the nutrients and toxins introduced to the body. So as hair grows at about one centimetre a month, um, three centimetres of hair will tell you all the drugs that someone's used for the past three months. So we collected hair samples from 140 individuals and sent them off for analysis um, of different cannabinoids. And then we also gave these individuals two questionnaires assessing schizophrenia-like symptoms. So one looked at delusional symptomatology, so things like paranoia, and the other one had four different sub-factors looking at unusual experiences in a normal population. So these are questions like, in the dark, do you often see shapes and forms, even though there's nothing, you think that there's nothing there, or does your face often look changed in the mirror? Um, There's another sub-factor of cognitive disorganisation. So this is the degree to which your thoughts, thinking becomes disorganised. So questions like, uh, are are your thoughts often so fast um, that you can't keep track of them? Or do you find it hard to follow conversations in a crowded room? Then the third factor of introverted anhedonia. So this refers to the degree of pleasure you take from social interactions with questions like, um, do you prefer watching TV to meeting people? And a final factor of impulsive nonconformity, which is fairly self explanatory, looks at behavioral impulsivity with questions like do you often overindulge on alcohol and food? And so we got these hundred and forty people to complete these questionnaires and then waited for the results of the cannabinoids analysis of their hair.
0: And what was your what did you find? What were the findings?
1: Um well When we got the results back of the 140 people, um, 56 had showed evidence, well they screened positive for cannabis. Of these, 20 showed only evidence of THC in their hair at the threshold levels we'd used. Um, 26 showed evidence of both THC and CBD. And another eight had only evidence of CBD. But unfortunately this group was was too small for analysis so we had to discard the data. Um, So we then compared the no cannabis group to THC group and the THC and CBD group. And what we found was that in the, the people who showed evidence of only THC in their hair, that these people scored more highly on both the delusional questionnaire and on the unusual experiences subscale of our other schizophrenia-like symptoms questionnaire. And we also found that in people with evidence of both THC and CBD in their hair, they showed lower scores on the introvertive anhedonia subscale of our questionnaire.
0: So this is fascinating, isn't it? There's is a little bit of evidence here that actually the, the CBD or cannabidiol might have a protective effect then.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that was our interpretation of the findings. Based on what we hypothesised that CBD might protect, it seems that given there's high levels of schizophrenia-like symptoms in people who are probably smoking higher THC strains of cannabis, this does suggest a role for CBT in, in protecting against the negative effects of THC.
0: And also, it, it does appear, appear as if your study is suggesting that the THC might be the damaging part of cannabis. Indeed,
1: and, and I think that's what people have suggested for quite a long time. The THC that has these psychotic-like properties, um, whereas CBD, it seems, might work in the reverse.
0: Now, I'm probably going to ask an unfair question here and ask you to speculate a bit, but it's, it's intriguing, isn't it, that in these two very related chemicals you may be getting different effects. Are there any theories about what may be going on in the brain in terms of receptor regulation, perhaps, that might explain what's going on here?
1: In terms of the way that THC interacts with CBD, well, it's thought that CBD may work by slowing down the metabolism of THC into a more potent and harmful and psychoactive chemical in the brain. So let me get that straight. The THC
0: might have a, 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 a metabolite or a component in terms of its breakdown factors that's more dangerous, and the CBD slows down that process.
1: That's one theory, although at the moment people are a little unclear as to how CBD and THC might actually interact.
0: But I was wondering, given they're chemically related, whether that could be something to do with receptor regulation within the brain, but there are no theories around that.
1: Well, there's some uh, THC acts as a CB1 receptor agonist, and there's theories that, that CB1, CBD might work, work in the reverse, but I'm not sure how good the evidence is on that so far. So what do you think are the implications of your study, and have you got any other research in the pipeline exploring, exploring further this area? Well, I think the implications could be quite wide. I mean, this could potentially pave the way for a safer cannabis use. Cannabis users could be alerted or suggested... (laughs) um, We could suggest that cannabis users use strains of cannabis with high levels of CBD um, or even potentially in people at high risk of psychosis following cannabis use supplement their cannabis use with oral CBD capsules. I mean, there's some limitations of our research that we weren't able to exactly look at the levels of CBD and THC in hair because hair analysis techniques are quite sensitive to influences from other uh, forces. For instance, environmental cannabis smoke is also taken into the hair. Um, So some research we're hoping to conduct will be looking at the actual smoked cannabis, testing this for levels of THC and relating this to the acute effects of drug and also the long-term effects. I I want to go back
0: to the beginning of the study because I found it such an elegant and, and in a way, um, easy to do study. Mm -hmm. I was surprised it hadn't been done before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I surprised us too. Is is there there a reason why it hadn't been done before? Um, I I guess the research on CBD is relatively new. um, And also these hair analytic techniques can be a little tricky. We had to divide our group simply into THC only and CBD and THC. Because I said, as the levels are, are susceptible to a variety of other forces, um, but yeah, and no, it seems like to me an obvious study <laughs> to conduct. It.
0: And one final, um, again, probably an unfair question. You mentioned the group of of, of eight or so subjects, who basically had CBD in their system, but, mm. but n- none of the other uh, metabolites mm. that you were interested in. You said the group was too small to study, statistically. Mm. You couldn't give us a, a, a little bit of an insight into what, the, what their results, the trend might have been, though?
1: Oh, they looked pretty much the same as the THC and CBD group, so it wasn't okay. like they were going on a super <laughs> okay. high level. Right. But I mean, it's quite difficult to infer what it means from eight people. And also the fact they only had CBD. I mean, clearly they would have had THC as well because that's common in most smoked cannabis. Yeah. Um, but there was no kind was of inference
0: of- from the preliminary data that they seemed to be... They
1: weren't behaving in a higher level. <laughs> no. Yeah, but they,
0: weren't, they weren't being protected in an absolute sense by CBD N- from psychotic no. symptoms.
1: No, it seems... Well, they were the, they were the same levels as the THC and CBD Okay, group right. Okay.
0: Overall, so... Sylvia Morgan, thank you very much indeed. <laughs>
1: thank you. <laughs>